Oh, apparently I've already purchased it. If you, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, well, I've not read it. <laughs> It'll be <laughs> sitting on it. my Kindle. Welcome to the Side Hustle Success Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Haunts, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kevin Taylor. This is a show for anyone who has a product or business idea and wants to go full-time on it eventually, or maybe you already have. This show is about product design, entrepreneurs, freelancers, contractors, free agents, digital nomads, and anything in between. In this episode, we're going to be talking about staying healthy as a business owner. So things like exercise and just generally what you do to keep yourself feeling good in this uh, lonely business of yeah, running our yes. own companies. Always a challenge. So, uh, what have you been up to, Kev? Um, yeah, ex- exciting news, actually. Um, I think I mentioned previously we're, we're working on a new product, the Timber Beam Calculator, and we're going to launch it today. I hope we'll launch it this evening, or by the time this episode goes live, I'm sure we'll be pretty, pretty well launched. But yeah, no, it's exciting time. So we're just going to, it's going to be a, a beta um, version, so we're going to launch it to our existing customers and get loads of feedback and see what happens. So has this been like a, you say you're relaunching, has it, has it been completely redeveloped? Or is it oh, this is a completely features? new product, uh, the timber beam calculator. We've done like a steel beam calculator before, but this is for, specifically for timber, so it's an entirely okay. new a new product. We're completely gonna, brand new. Yeah, yeah, and it will be, so existing steel beam calculator customers will be able to buy it as an add-on, or we're going to sell it as a standalone, and as a standalone product on its own right as well. Okay. So it's an exciting, exciting new development. So I guess this is, so if you like doing... Say a barn conversion, for example, and you need to put new beams in. Yeah, is, yeah. Is, is, I mean, this is for the UK. Yeah, yeah. How how strong a timber beam needs to be? So it could be in a, a loft conversion, or, or or any kind of, you know, if you might need a timber in a in a barn conversion, or or in a house, or whatever it is, wherever you need a timber beam. It'd be, you know, uh, just just looking at the metal. office I'm sitting in here, because we're in a, an old. Is it is it a silk mill or a cotton mill? This place? Uh, it'd be a cotton mill. Um, so this is like a really old building, but literally in my room, I've got three massive wooden beams yeah, across yeah. the top. Yeah, and a big, big timber post. Yeah. Or wood post, as they probably call it in the US. <laughs> yeah. I, I, did, I did ask them if that post can come out, and they were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no I, think, yeah, I think things, things that, wouldn't, that wouldn't end well, I don't think, Steve, if we did that. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't I, take the risk. You no. wouldn't take the risk. But I know it's in the way, though, isn't it? Yeah, I know. It's fine. I made it work. You work around it. You work around it. You've got your standing desk around it, and your desk around it, yeah. Wow, so it's exciting. So a brand new product going live tonight. So you, you're probably sitting here, you, you, you feeling okay? You no, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's been well tested. So done so much. that's probably took so long to get out because we've done so much testing. But um, no, I mean, and this is just the beta. It's not, we're not launching it to the general members of the public. And even the beta version, I have like big watermarks saying beta over the, the reports it generates. So, and we're going to explain it's just for testing purposes. We okay. just want to get feedback from customers so we can improve the, the product before we actually launch it properly. That's exciting though. I mean, that's, that's, that's what this is all about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's getting uh, those products out there. It's getting that feedback and sort of iterating on, on what customers want. What have you been up to, Steve, uh, last few weeks? So, yeah, I've been more plural site really. So I've had that executive briefing course come out, um, which hopefully is going to do well. It's, it's, it's aimed at... Um, 
Actually, no, did I talk about the executive briefing course last time? I yeah, think I did, didn't I? Because yeah, I had to film, yeah. So, so I filmed it, edited it all and put it all out and, you know, it's been released and hopefully it's going to do well. But it's kind of aimed at um, executives, so C-level execs and technical leaders. Yeah, yeah. So the courses are designed to be less than half an hour, so it gives them good in-depth technical information, but quickly. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. these people, you know, they haven't got time to sit and watch like a two-hour course because uh, they're okay. busy people. They're like, you know, CEOs and CTOs. So the one I did was on blockchain. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. So it talks about, you know, what blockchain is, you know, why it's important, what, what the problem is that it solves, you know, and giving you decentralized trust on the internet. You know, I think I'm going to have to watch that because I don't know. I don't, what is blockchain? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Did, so. Then this, this course is ideal yeah, for that because it yeah. talks about what it is, where you'd use it. Do you actually need it? Because there's a lot of buzz around blockchains at the minute and a lot of people are going, oh, we need a blockchain. So, <laughs> it's, well, like, it's a bit like AI, isn't yeah, it? It's it, one of those ones, isn't it? Exactly. It's, it's not a silver bullet. It's designed to solve a particular problem. So in the course, I'll talk about what that problem is. You know, I'll go through like a matrix of questions about assessing its suitability for your organisation. And then I'll sort of talk about some of the different types. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that's out. That's really cool. Uh, So my asynchronous messaging course is out as well, which is exciting. Oh, cool. And I'm now working on another course. So I'm just, you know, really putting a lot of focus. So you're cranking out these courses then, yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to get as, you know, through as many as I can because it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing it. But I'm also, um, I'm working on some book projects that are kind of silently in the background as well. So I've got one I'm working on, which is about uh, Scrum, Agile Development. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got one other one, which is about running small businesses. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's kind of quite early. That's not going to be ready till sometime early next year. Yeah, it might be good for our listeners, yeah. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. And uh, I'm also doing a, a small book, kind of going on from the executive briefing idea. It's a small book explaining about how blockchain technology works. At, okay. a, at an algorithm and data structure level okay, yeah. for developers. Yeah. So they're kind of nicely ticking along in the background as well. Oh, fantastic. But I figured, you know, I'll try and get as much done as I can before the end of November. Because what I've decided to do is in December, I'm not taking the month off, but I'm taking the month off from doing current projects. Okay, yeah. So I figured that for the whole of December, I'm just going to work on something completely different and something new. Oh, that's nice, and yeah. Basically to learn. So I'm going to basically turn it into a learning month. Ah, okay. Is that for looking and thinking about future courses or, or new... Future courses, new yeah. Picking up new skills. And plus, I think it'd just be good to have a break just from doing yeah, the kind of things yeah, that I'm doing. So that I can start nice. again in the new year. You know. Sounds like it's nice to have that luxury, <laughs> doesn't it, to do that? Absolutely. But that's why I'm just putting a lot of effort in now, just to get some of these things ready so that they can sort of be... Drip yeah, fed out I mean, December's always been a traditional quiet time. For in, in the world of structural engineering, um, you know, sort of construction. So we I tended to do work on new work on a new project or mm. do something different quite often in December. I don't know if it's probably different in your industry, but for what I do, yeah, I've often done that. So perhaps this December, perhaps we ought to think about me and Nick what we what we what we, if we work on something different, you know, perhaps a, perhaps a, a side project. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's uh, that's what I've been up to. Okay, so for today's audience questions. Again, we've got a couple of questions. First one is from Kaylee. Uh, this was on LinkedIn, I think this one was. Okay. Um, so, do you find you are too busy running a business to get exercise? And this kind of links in to what <laughs> yeah. we're going to be talking about a bit later in the episode. It's, it is difficult. Yeah, I think I do struggle actually to do. Um, I, I do have like a bit of a, a routine that takes me about fifteen minutes. I do every morning. Okay. Um, in terms of exercise, I try and do that, but it's not. I've not done it this morning because I had to go out. 
um, on a project it gives him his house to measure up for the steel that he wants to put in his house you know okay. so I'm not I'm going to do it when I get home after work and, and do my 15 minute routine um, but I do, I do find it a struggle yeah I mean at one point I was looking to get like a, a personal trainer or go to the gym on a regular basis but even I struggle with that sometimes I don't know if you're the same with family and work and life yeah I've tried I mean I've, I've got a gym just around the corner from where I live so it's really really convenient where it is but I mean I the Generally what happens is I'll sign up, I'll go for about six weeks and then I'll just gradually stop going. Yeah, it's interesting to do that. I mean, I have been a gym member, but I'm not one. I'm like a casual user. I can go in and use a gym, but I just don't go very often because I do my own exercise and then I do mountain biking as well. And I've always something I've, with the mountain bike, it's one of the things I've always enjoyed doing, so I've not really seen it as exercise, you know. Yeah, so. walking is the thing I do, because I, I, I try and make exercise work for me, so I class going out for a nice long walk yeah, as no, work, because no. I'm listening to podcasts or No, it is, it is. yeah, and it is, it's good exercise, isn't it? It's a good way of burning calories, isn't it, if you go for a long walk. But actually, ironically, I, I think I actually get more exercise now as a business owner than I did when I was working in a job. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because uh, when the weather's nice, I try and go out for a walk, I mean, because... The town I live in is a place in Derbyshire called Belper, and it's, yes. it's very, very hilly. Yeah, it is. It's renowned. Yeah, it's, I used to live in Belper. Yeah. So I've got five little walking routes, which I've plotted out, which range anything from a tw- quick 20-minute stroll to something that's going to take me about three hours. Wow, yeah. And then depending on how much time I've got and what the weather's like, I'll just go and do one of those routes. Okay, yeah. And uh, I, I find that really good. Cool, okay. Um, you said you've got a 15-minute routine. Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, I say approximately 15 minutes, yeah. Yeah, I do. I have a little... Um, I don't, do you want to go on to that or do you want to leave that till later or do you want to... I can tell you what my routine is. It's a bit boring. Actually, right? yeah, this will probably fit yeah, into the, yeah, into yeah, the yeah, next section. Yeah, 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 okay, we'll wait. Do you want to ask... What's, has Tom got a question? Yeah, so a question from a guy called Tom. So how do you deal with having a bad day as a business owner? I, I struggle with this. I, I take things very personally sometimes. You know, it's it's hard when things don't, you know, the business not performing as well as you'd like, if there's things that are wrong or if it, you've had a, a bad interaction with a customer or or, or a, a troll or something, you know, which does happen occasionally. It's oh, part, yeah. of, part of being a business owner, isn't it? You kind of have to be tough to it. Don't you? If, it, if you're not tough enough, you know, you perhaps shouldn't be in business, really. It, it's hard, isn't it? Um, but sometimes it's a matter of just... Some people are just idiots and just kind of have to accept that date and just move on and, and not let that drag you to their level or down to, you know, down to how they are. But yeah, it's, it's a hard, I kind of things, I think, I think that's part of if you're sort of physically and mentally well and you're sleeping well and all those other parts of your life are okay. I think that helps with having bad days. You know, you have a bad day, but you kind of move on from it. And if you've got all the other aspects of your life good or in a good place, it kind of helps, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you find that or... Yeah, I mean, I don't tend to have that many bad days. I mean, the, the same, I've had a few recently. Um, not not bad days, but days just where the things that you plan to do are just, just not happening. So yeah, when I was recording yeah. the last module for my asynchronous messaging course, it was all scripted out, slides were all approved. All I had to do was, you know, stand there and record it. But I just kept on messing up the lines and I just, it just wasn't working. So... It, yeah, yeah. And I was getting a bit frustrated with myself because you know, it takes a lot of effort to record these things. And if it's not just not working, you kind of feel like, ah. Yeah, you know, I've, I've done lots of these. Why, why is it not working? I think sometimes also you tend to, you take it everything, because it's your own business, you kind of take everything quite personally. Don't you? It's, 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 you carry it, don't you, that, that kind of burden, don't you, in a way yeah. that you wouldn't, if you work for another company, you don't really care about a lot of things. Whereas when it's your own thing, you really care about it too much. So what I did in that instance and... 
I hope my wife's not listening. I, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just stopped working. In my office, I've got a TV. I just stopped working. I, I think I must have watched about six episodes of Big Bang Theory. Did, yeah, did that help? Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I, you need to break, I was like, you know what? Yeah, this isn't working. Break. I'm just going to goof off and just yeah. watch TV. I, I actually find that um, exercise helps a lot when I'm in a really bad place. You know, I, I find that if I go for like an hour mountain bike ride, that bad day wasn't that bad. You know, I know it sounds crazy. You know, you just just to. I've actually considered if I should get a bike. No, you should, or, or, you should or get no, a bike. No, the weather's turning bad. I <laughs> know uh, you should get a bike. No bikes. It's, I, I, I used to do a bit of running, and um, the problem with running is it's quite jarring. Um, and I've, I've got like tendonitis in my ankle, so I've been told by the doctor not to run. So oh, I'm not doing, right, I can't okay. do running at the moment, but I'm doing uh, mountain biking instead, and I find that's like okay. actually better than running. I think it, it's less jarring on your joints, and well, it's what I was you cover more distance, see more things. It's a bit more interesting. Okay, I mean, what I was thinking of doing is getting a bike. Um, but then getting off earlier th- on the train because there, ah, there's okay. the, so from, there's like about what three or four stops between where I live and where the office is. Okay, yeah. And there's a, there's a small place called What Standwell, and I think well I could get oh, off there, get the canal, could join, be, yeah. join the canal path, and I think it's about five or six miles from there to yeah, yeah, that'd be really to nice. where the office I've, is. I have biked it before. Yeah, it's a nice ride actually down yeah. the canal. Yeah, it's very flat. <laughs> it's quite nice. So yeah, I might do that. But. Ask me again in two months when yeah, I've actually I done think, that. I think, I, think, I think that how do you deal with, with the bad day is, is exercise, sleep, good nutrition, a good diet. You know, get all of those aspects and then then if you have a bad day, you can kind of roll roll with it a bit more, you know. Yeah, I'll say, you know, if it's a one-off, don't be too hard on yourself. Someone I said about that day where I was trying to record a module and it, everything I was doing was just yeah. not good. I yeah, just, I, just, I, just, I just took the day off and just yeah, watched TV and relax. I mean, you'd have a break in when you have a job so you kind of can't be too hard on yourself there you are <laughs> this is just the way you are but. I, mean, I came back in the next day and re-recorded the module and it turned out pretty well so yeah I think sometimes you just need to disconnect every now and again mm. cool okay so thanks to Kaylee and Tom for those two questions okay so the topic for today's show as you probably guessed from some of the yeah. questions is kind of around sort of health and fitness and more specifically as a business owner because you're so engaged in your business and you can be generally very busy yeah you know, how, how do you keep yourself healthy and both mentally and physically yeah it's it is a challenge so i mean for me personally i mean i've been trying as hard as i can to get more exercise so i go out and do more walking you know i bought the standing desk just so that i'm not sitting down all the time and i found that's really helped mm. and you know we work in quite a nice area so we've got a canal nearby and there's you know some nice little walks, which, yeah, which I've done do, down do there. Great, and some great bike rides as well. And some great bike rides, yeah. <laughs> yeah you do know that you're going to ask me in two months and I won't have got a bike. <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't, don't get a bike discovered, come on, but yeah. Uh, but, so, so that's how, that's, that's what's been working for me. I mean, I've, I've tried the gym before and I just get bored of it. Yeah, I think I think you need to find exercises that work for you. And I've, I've done the gym and done running and things like that and I've found they don't necessarily work well for me for various different reasons. But I, this, this, I do a... Um, I like to do a bit of what I call resistance training. I think weights are great, actually. I think they, they, um, you know, sort of resistance training and you know, mm. keeping young and, and active. I think it's not just the cardio. I think you need to do. I like to do resistance training. So what in the morning, what I do is I do um, this sort of fifty-minute routine where I do I do like one-minute plank. Do you know what a plank is? You know, where you sort of is that where you try to hold your body? In yeah, a, I hold it flat straight. like a plank, basically, okay. and I do that for like a minute to get my core strength up, and then I do. Um, I do crunches, trying to do like twenty crunches, and then I do. I do. Um, do you know what an air squat is? Like you know no. where you sort of, you sort of stand. I'm actually doing this, and then you sort of like you just go like like that, 
and then lift up like that. So you so you're standing on two. Yeah, you stand on your legs and then you sort of sort of. Oh, it's hard to describe. Just Google it, air squat, and you yeah. go like that. Right. And then lift up like that. But it's sort of standing, but you sort of lean down. So, so you're standing up, then you go into and a squat. squat and yeah, then you stand get up back again. up again. You know, okay. I try and do 20 of those. That sounds painful. <laughs> it's not actually, no, it's not. It, it is at first, but you know, you get used to it. And then and then I do um, 10 press-ups, which is really hard. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't enjoy doing press-ups. Um, and then I do, what else do I do? And then I do, I've got some dumbbells as well. They're right. about, about just one, it's about 20 kilos. I do four raises on each arm to pump my biceps. And that's it, that's all I do. But I do that every morning, though. I would have ordered two sets of 20 kilo dumbbells and then record, oh, record the delivery man as he delivers them to Oh work. my God, they're heavy, yeah. yeah it, I just started doing like one and then built up to, and I do like four now. I probably could do more, really. But, okay. um, but yeah, I do that. And then what I, the other exercise I do is that's worked for me is I do mountain biking. So I tend to go after my little boy's gone to bed. So usually about sort of half nine to half ten. Okay. Go about an hour. A lot of people say you shouldn't exercise for bed because it stops them sleep. But I'm, I'm okay with it if it's just right. on a cycling. You know, it's not quite. Because you, you do that in like autumn and winter as well, where the nights yeah, are yeah. Dark. Well, I've been in it all summer, and I, I tend to do it. Keep keep on with it in the winter. Okay. Yeah, That's yeah cool. it doesn't doesn't bother me. Sometimes I don't know if it's raining, I'm not bothered. But I try and do that three to four times a week. But it's quite it's quite hardcore, you know, doing a whole hour, and I, I go quite a good pace as well, okay. you know. So. I was, um, I was listening to another podcast um, earlier in the week. It's a podcast called Upgrade on Relay FM. Okay. And the, the podcast itself is about, it's kind of about Apple products and all that sort of stuff. But the host on it, Mike, you were saying that because he, he generally suffers from a lot of RSI and a lot of aches and pains and stuff, he started taking up yoga. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, no, not necessarily going to a class because he said he, he couldn't go to a class because he feels like an idiot. Yeah, so it's a blade. I mean, my wife does Pilates because she has okay. a bad back and it, it does work, you know. You're yeah, saying I've that he, he, he downloaded this app. I can't remember what the app was called. Apparently, if you just type yoga in the app store, it comes up. Yeah. But it takes you through these, um, you sort of say what your level is, you know, beginner. Yeah. And you say, you know, whether you're overweight, what, what your goals are. And then it will put like a, a yoga plan together, which might be like a, a t- the initial one might be like a 10 day course with these 20 minute sessions. Yeah, a lot of it's really good because a lot of it's like strengthening your core mm. and it's kind of resistance training as well, built into using your own body as resistance. Because Linda's Pilates, I kind of get the impression they do the plank and the side plank and all these kind yeah. of things. And it is good if you've got like a bad back or especially probably people like us that work, you know, at a desk, you know. Yeah. And I've always, you know, after I was listening to this podcast, I, I can't think things to myself. You know, I like the idea of that, but also, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly overweight. I don't want anyone seeing me doing yoga. <laughs> so it has to be like completely I, private. I think, yeah, you'd have, you'd probably feel embarrassed in public, wouldn't you? I think yeah. I, I'd, I'd have to be fairly brave to, to give that a go. But for me, walking has been the biggest thing I've been doing. And, you know, I've, I've been using an Apple Watch and the Apple Watch is brilliant. Oh, okay, yeah. Because it has yeah. these things called activity rings. Sort of, sort of showing Kevin now, but it gives you these different rings. And the idea is you've got to try and close the rings each day. So you set your targets up. Okay. So there's a movement one, which is, you know, there's a calorie goal of trying to burn 790 calories just through passive, well, just normal exercise. Then there's another one, which is an exercise goal. So you've got to try and do 30 minutes of fairly rigorous exercise where your heart rate's elevated. Okay, yeah. I can't remember what it has to be elevated to, but just... Walking really slowly is not going to register. Oh, you've got to walk. So like today, space. I've done 22 minutes of 30 minutes. That's because I walk, you know, to and from train stations. I try and walk at pace. Okay, yeah. And then it gives you like standing goals. So I think so for every hour in the day, you have to stand for so much of that hour. How do you know whether you're standing or not? 
there must be some kind of voltimeter in, in the in the watch. I'm not quite sure how it does it. Wow. And then you've got like your your total steps. So I've got my step goal set to thirteen thousand steps a day at the moment. That's quite ambitious. Yeah, I know because I have the steps on my my phone, and um, I, you know, I don't do anywhere near that. Well, I had it set to the default, which is ten thousand, which I think is what the government recommends, or the British government recommends you should try uh, and get yeah, each day. Yeah. So I was consistently hitting that because I walk around a lot. Did you hear about that goal? Apparently, it came from some Olympic, the Olympics, like in. Tokyo back in the day they, it's right. an arbitrary figure that was made up for the Olympics this like doing so many steps, oh, really? steps. yeah it's not like a real figure that's based in science of what you should do that was, that was me hitting 10,000 a day thinking I'm Superman yeah yeah no, it's, <laughs> it's probably good though it wouldn't it wouldn't harm you know it, it would definitely be be good um but yeah I think I think it's it's tr- tricky it's really hard to do diet and exercise it's one of those sort of things where it's like obvious. It's basically like move more, eat less, but that's hard. Isn't it? it is hard, <laughs> you know, especially if you're like busy. Really hard. I mean, that, that's why I like the Apple Watch, and it's not not just Apple. I mean, you know, Fitbits and anything, any of these other trackers. I've actually found it helps because it gives you a very instant glance and vi- visual indicator, and that for me works. It probably won't work for me because I think I just do exercise because I enjoy it, and I wouldn't even if it was a record. Oh, so like me, I, I know, hate it. So I like with the mountain bike, and I enjoy doing it, so it's not really a chore, so I just do it anyway. Yeah, it's, the, I don't do it to sort of like beat my previous <laughs> score from last week or anything like that. But The only deliberate exercise I like is going out for a walk. If I, if I, if I have to do anything else, I'm, I'm just not into it. I was never into sports at school. I was useless at it. Yeah, I was, um, you know, I'll say so. I'm not really a, a sporty person, really. Yeah, so I've never really played football. I was never, I was never into competitive sports at school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was that kid. Yeah, <laughs> you picked last. I, know, I, I can relate to that. So yeah, hating basketball and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I remember once I was picked last for some football game, and in, in, in an act of defiance, they put me in goal. And, and in, in an act of defiance, I just sat down at the side of the goal. Yeah, let them in. Let them all in. Let, let them all in. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not. I'm not a spoiler. I think that's why it's important to find exercise that you enjoy or that works for you. You know, like you said, walking works for you. Keep keep up with that. You know, or try things that that you enjoy. Because I think if you pick something you don't like, you're just not going to do it, are you? You know. And yeah, I, mean, I, try, I tried to go out for a couple of mile walk today before we yeah. started recording this episode, but it started raining, so I've not managed to achieve that. But then saying that, I've been sort of standing at my desk. Yeah, you know, for yeah. I would, the morning, I would try, so I don't, so I don't feel so bad about it. I would try doing some kind of resistance training. I think that's that's good um, if you can, you know, because if you exercise like particular parts of your body, they will strengthen and tone mm. and get better and stronger. And the more you do it, the better you get, the easier it gets as well. So Gradually. another thing I've been doing is I've been trying to make a concerted effort to drink more water during the day. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which again, it sounds easy, but, you know, I just wasn't doing it. Yeah, it's strange. I've, I've started drinking, like, when I have my breakfast, I always have the same breakfast. I always have porridge with, um, and then I have honey and a bit of fruit, you know, mm. like grapes or strawberries or blueberries or whatever. And then I have a boiled egg. But in the morning I started not, I used to go and have like tea or whatever, but now I just have water as my okay. drink now. And other than drinking a bit of coffee, I just drink water all day. Yeah, well, I do tend to drink quite a lot of coffee during the day. Um, so I mean, I've, I've when I, when I set this office up, I treated myself to a coffee machine. And yeah. It, it gets quite well used. But what I have started doing is um, saying no caffeine after 2 p.m. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I, think I, I think I did mention that. Um, I think in my notes that we made about this is, yeah, I don't try and drink coffee or have caffeine in the late afternoon or, or evening. Um, try and try and just have water. Yeah, I mean, that's... Or, or beer. Okay, very quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, actually, saying that, that's, that's something I've been making more of an effort of recently because it's very easy when you've had a hard day at work, you go home and then, you know, you open a bottle of wine and share it with my wife. 
before you know it, you've done that two or three nights in the week. Yeah, I and then, then And then you have a drink at the weekend, and then before it all adds it's up. It's my wife's pregnant at the moment, so she's not drinking anything, but um, yeah, I, I don't really drink that. I only probably have like sort of three, three bottles of beer a week or something like that. You know, I don't drink. Yeah, well, we, we, we stopped drinking completely during the week. Okay. So yeah, the, yeah. Only, the only nights me and my wife drink is a Friday night and a Saturday night. I think it gets quite boring, you know, when people, you get hear about people where they're drinking a bottle of wine every night and you think that's quite... Yeah, I think when people start to have like one glass and they start having two glasses every night and there's three and then it's a bottle and you know and it's 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 too much, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's not healthy, is it? In any way. Um, so I think a, whole, a part of sort of staying fit and healthy as well is kind of like down to your mental well-being as well. I mean, we've we've talked quite a bit about you know exercise and diets. Yeah, yeah, this is this is crazy. I mean, something I struggle with personally. I think I get um, especially in the winter I have these like low where I feel low, you know, and I don't know if it's just the winter gloom and or just generally the pressure of the work and everything. It kind of gets to me a little bit, especially in winter. Um, so there's, there's things that I try and do in the winter to help. I've heard, like, one of my friends recommended vitamin D in the winter because obviously yeah. you're deficient in it. I do that. Take vitamin, um, take so vitamin I've supplements. S- I've started taking uh, vitamins, um, but I also have, like, I've sort of recently taken, like, garlic tablets because I heard they're good for your heart. And also okay. I do the... Um, the cod liver oil tablets as well, right. fresh oil tablets, um, and just just things like that. I think that that does help, um, and like certain things like trying to get more natural sunlight during the day that helps with your sleep apparently massively. They've done studies where they've looked at people that have worked in office space with no windows and they right. actually sleep forty minutes less than people with offices okay. with windows. Have you heard this? No, I'm not heard that. No, I read a book once about I can't remember the, what the book was, the, the name of the book, but it was a book and it was all about sleeping. Um, and like how you can improve so like having make sure you get as much natural sunlight as you can during the day and that will actually help you sleep better at night uh, and things like that so yeah. I try and I try personally try and easier said than done in the UK though. yeah <laughs> yeah so obviously I mentioned that obviously I do my strength training in the morning um, the other thing I've tried to do recently is to eat a more like paleo diet so paleo is like my caveman diet okay um, so it's more like eating uh, did you, do you eat strange foods is that just me <laughs> I try and eat more. I'm trying to eat now more meat and vegetables and less processed carbs, so less sugar, less sort of like bread and cakes and things like that. Oh, so it's the paleo, like you're basically trying to act or trying to eat as if you've got the same resources as a caveman. Yeah, so it's eating more like you may say to eat like meat and salad, things like that. So, like, if I like yesterday, I went to there's a chain of um, you know, Weatherspoons, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And I had like uh, that, what they call like a skinny steak. So it's basically just like a steak with like salad, you know, but that's like pure paleo diet. You just eat meat. But obviously you don't have like bread and stuff or, or like potatoes. Or, so, so there's no so. chunky chips with the steak? No, no, It no, just yeah, sounds like a plate of disappointment. Cold. No, no, it's great. And I feel, I, do, I actually feel really great on this paleo diet. Mm. I think it's, uh, it's, and also like, apparently if you, if you eat like sort of, and the other thing I've started eating is lots of, because I've read in the four-hour work, not the four-hour body, not the four-hour, the four-hour body by Tim Ferriss, and I've only, I'm only about six percent way through the book, but there's a bit in there about like eating Brazil nuts and how that can, because this thing about if you boost your testosterone levels, it can help with your with your weight. Apparently, I don't know. I heard this thing that obviously the more weight you gain, the lower your testosterone. Okay. And obviously, the higher testosterone you have, the the, the easier it is to lose weight. So I'm trying to eat more foods that sort of boost your natural testosterone. So then if you can, you know, obviously that will keep you slimmer as well. So I'm trying to do the paleo diet, eat more beef. Um, 
obviously I've studied more nuts like Brazil nuts, almonds, walnuts, but generally Brazil nuts are good because they contain a thing called selenium, which is right. supposed to be, it's like a nutrient that a lot of people are deficient in. So that can help a lot. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's all starting to work gradually. Um, but the other thing that I do to sort of help my mood a little bit is, um, obviously I don't do the caffeine late enough, I didn't mention. The other thing is I try and switch off from the internet as well. So after like eight o'clock, I, you know, I switch off the computer, the phone, yeah, I always um, really struggle with that. Um, because I think sometimes you, you just you need a break from it. And the other thing I do is I do internet-free Sundays as well. So just, okay, that's a good idea. Um, I know it's kind of painful to do, but it, it is it is good. The other thing that I don't do it anymore, which a lot of people, and I know obviously you do Twitter, but I don't do any social media whatsoever. Okay. Probably, probably doesn't help with my marketing. Um, obviously, I had to go on like Facebook recently, like Facebook ads. But it's like other than that, I don't go on like Facebook or Twitter or anything like that at the moment. Um, I think sometimes the problem is, and I talk, my wife talks a lot about this about Facebook or Instagram. Which got friends on Facebook and Instagram, and then they put on a lot of positive things about how great their life is, and it kind of makes you feel bad that your life isn't as good as theirs. And, yeah, this um, this is a recurring theme with social media because you get a lot of. Um, I, I found this as well. So I've got some friends won't name them but they're <laughs> yeah. generally fairly miserable people yeah but yeah. you look at the stuff they post on Facebook and you know you'd think their whole life is like you know unicorns Perfect, yeah. and sunshine it is it's like for example like Linda's got all these friends and then when she actually speaks to them the reality is that you know they're having a miserable time and things aren't perfect and etc but obviously the way that they present it is, isn't like that you know so um, it it is it is hard you know I think I, I have actually considered coming off of Facebook because I mean I use Twitter for, for work that's how I engage with audience mm. for what you know what I do for my job LinkedIn is just that just just your online CV I don't really go on to it that yeah, often yeah I'm saying that, yeah. I actually genuinely enjoy Instagram yeah as, as a service because I just you know I like putting photos on it and I like seeing photos but with Facebook I'm really falling out of favour of it and I've considered coming off of it yeah, I, I, I pruned my I uh, friend, my so-called friend list on it down quite significantly last year yeah it's a tricky one Facebook I, I think um, it's become this massive thing hasn't it and I don't know it's it's it seems a bit unethical I don't know I don't, that's just me personally I don't I don't really use it a lot so I can't really comment on I find it's quite it's quite um, I think quite difficult to use it's quite a messy UI isn't it everything's all over the place I kind of like yeah, it a little bad. bit it's not like you know if you use a product like Slack, it's quite easy to use, isn't mm. it? Or quite even Twitter's a bit more intuitive than, than Facebook because there's less to it, isn't there? You know, but I find I just don't like Facebook. Um, just that's just me personally. And I think if people I know they'll get in touch with me personally. I won't know what they're yeah. doing, but if they, if I'm interested in, them, they'll actually contact me. Um, the other thing is I find that obviously the exercise helps with the, the mental side of it. Um, so I find that if I can get the exercise, like if I've had a really bad day, if I'm stressed out, like yesterday we were sort of tinkering with pricing on the still and doing things that were kind of stressful. So at the end of the day, I went for a bike ride and it, it kind of helps a bit, you know, because I think stress is like a, it's a chemical process, isn't it? So if yeah. you can do things that go on, like exercise is great for stress, I think. I find that. Um, so if, if I go out for a, a walk, I mean, when I go out for a walk, I'm not just dawdling along. I try and work, I try and walk at a pace where it'd be difficult to maintain a conversation with someone. Yeah. So, which gets your heart rate going. And I always do, I always feel really good after doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and also I think, I think the other thing I, I'm with diet and fitness, I always think it's a long-term goal. And I think I mentioned it on the, on the notes that we write for ourselves is that I think, I don't know if that's true or not. I think it is. I think I've lost like two stones or 28 pounds over the last sort of 17 years or so. So actually seven, okay. seven years or so. Yeah. Um, 
So I look at old pictures and stuff, and I, I can tell I looked a little bit heavier than I am now. You know, it's it's a bit a bit strange when you see these things, but it, and all that is not like one thing. It's just a gradual accumulation. Mm. Like we moved house to a, a little village called Horsley Woodhouse, and there aren't any takeaways there. So start having takeaways and things, just little <laughs> things like having a child and things like that. So all things have, have changed. It's kind of a lifestyle. But yeah, I'm, I think at the moment I'm. Should I say in pounds? Because it's probably American or 182 pounds, about 13 stone. Okay. I'm six foot one, so I'm kind of getting more near where I needed to be, you know, in terms of, you know, I'd like to get down to like 12, 12 and a half stone. I think that's my goal, something like that. Yeah, I mean, before we had kids, and like way before, I was about 15 and a half stone. I lost, okay. I, I lost a load of weight down to about 12 and a half. But wow. this, this was pre kids. Okay, yeah, yeah. So at the point when we, you know, when we had Amy, I was kind of looking quite good, I thought. And yeah. then, you know, you have kids and then your life's just hard uh, yeah, <laughs> at that no, point. And then before you know it, your weight's crept back up again because you're not eating properly when you're tired. It's hard, yeah, it's hard. And the problem is it's like with, with food, it's just so readily available, isn't it? Um, and not always, like it's quite a lot of like processed food, processed carbs, isn't it? That, you know, and it's, it's hard, isn't it, to eat healthy and have the time and the resources because like, if you eat a pedo diet, it's pretty expensive because you eat a lot of meat and it's quite, meat's quite expensive, isn't it? You know? So it's hard It's hard to do, isn't it? It's hard to have the time, isn't it, and resources to, to do these sort of things. But yeah, it's, it is. I think that's the hardest thing, actually, I think, is keeping healthy. You know, It's really, really difficult, isn't it? Something I do, which I find helps me kind of feel good just generally during the days, I, you know, I, I use Trello for tracking all my work, but generally what I do is on my whiteboard, I write down like a list of tasks I just need to do today. Yeah, I have a physical. Just, just so it's on the, white, on the whiteboard. But I actually find you feel really good when you tick things off on it. Yeah, yeah, I have a, I have a physical list that I carry around with me on an A4 mm. sheet of paper, on a piece of paper, and I just uh, cross off lists. And then when the list gets too messy, I just create a new list. And yeah. It just declutters it, and it's nice to have... Like if you've just got like say five tasks and it's just nice to cross them all off have no task, you know, or, or to get down those lists, yeah, it's a nice feeling. And also try and stick to sort of a fairly sort of rough schedule for the day as well and I try and stick to it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which I, I find, because if I, if I don't do that, if I'm not disciplined enough to try and stick to a schedule, then I, sometimes I find that I can kind of wander. Yeah, yeah. And the work that I'm doing. And yeah, at the I end of the day, I roughly do that. I do, like I assign tasks for a day, you know, and I'll, I'll schedule, you know, like, um, you know, what I've got to do, you know. I think actually it's worse when you do a schedule because I actually realise how little time I actually have, you yeah. know. Sometimes it's sort of negative because you find out that, oh, you think I've got all these, I've got loads of time to do all these things, but then when you're like, oh no, I've got to do this that day, that you're doing this yeah. that day. And it's so I find if, if I don't do that and I, and, I, and I just wander around, not physically wander, but, you know, I, I sort of flip between different tasks. Yeah. By the end of the day, I kind of feel like I haven't really achieved a huge amount and that kind of makes you feel a bit low. That's probably why you, I mean, in the previous episode, you said that, that's why you found, that's probably the reason why you find something like marketing difficult, because mm. there's no like end goal with marketing, is there? It's like an ongoing task, isn't it? Yeah. Almost. It's not like there's a neat end to it, is there, you know? I suppose it could be, you could have like, you break it down into different tasks, can you, perhaps, that's the way you Probably get to a point where I need to start outsourcing marketing. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> or delegating that, it out. That's a good idea, actually, yeah. Yeah, if it's not your co- core competency, like as you said previously, it's perhaps something you should look at. Um, you know, when you've got the budget to do it, is to have somebody to do that for you. That might be a real growth channel for you. Because yeah, I found out when I released my last book, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's exciting, you know, you're building this product, you know, you go through the process, getting the covers designed and copy editing and all that sort of yeah. stuff. And then you upload it all into Amazon's backend system and you're like, oh yeah, it's really good. Yeah. You press the button, you wait 12 hours, whatever, it's, it'll be approved. And then, it, then it's there, it's for sale. Uh, yeah, yeah. At that point, I always find I have a bit of a dip at that point. I'm like, 
oh, all the fun stuff's done now. I've got to try and get people to buy it. Yeah, <laughs> sell yeah, it. yeah. And I, I find that a bit depressing. Man. It's, yeah, it is hard. It's, again, it's probably it's not like it's not a neat, easy one-time task, is it? It's like lots of different things, isn't it? Yeah. Cool, that, that's quite an interesting track, though. So, you know, I think the important thing is you, you do need to look after your health if you're a business owner because yeah. you're going to be so focused on trying to build this business that it is very easy just to forget about exercise and eating healthily and getting enough sleep. And I think we've, we've both kind of got similar views on this and, and similar you know, things, yeah, that, things that we've tried to do to remedy this. It is, it is, it is hard to keep physically and mentally well. Um, I think it's, it's, it's work, isn't it? To, yeah. to... I think for me, a big one is a vitamin D one because in the UK, this, this summer has been unusually hot yeah yeah, we we normally have okay-ish summers for about three or four weeks of the year yeah the rest of it is just dreary but i think this year and this is something that someone recommended to me because it's been so hot and so sunny and now we've kind of gone into autumn and it's just pretty miserable a lot of the time yeah yeah yeah, actually getting getting that vitamin boost vitamin d is going to be quite important yeah no for sure i think you do say you have proper vitamin really strong vitamin d tablets do you say yeah well I i was kind of doing some research on the internet yeah, yeah. <laughs> as you do and it's really rubbish and they're saying that there's this measurement called international units for vitamin d okay yeah, and they're yeah. saying that if you're in like a really sunny country like australia for example that's equivalent to about four thousand international units oh wow okay yeah, yeah. so we bought these um, tablets at a four thousand iu strength it's like being in a, in, a, in a sunny climate yeah and you know looking up some of the health guidance i said you know you, you shouldn't really exceed 8,000 in a day and if you routinely go over 11,000 that's when you could start you know having adverse side effects so we just bought these tablets it's like they're one a day gel capsules that you take okay yeah and me me and my wife have been taking those for the last few weeks and I must admit I do actually feel I don't know if it's a placebo effect, but I do actually generally feel better. I've been sleeping better. Yeah, I had a friend of mine, he recommended vitamin D. Um, I'm not as fatigued in the afternoon. I used to go through quite a few lulls in the afternoon where I just feel really tired. But one thing I can't say is whether it's because I'm taking vitamin D tablets, which is supposed to help with that, or whether it's because I'm using the standing desks so I'm more active during the day. Could, yeah. So I've, I've not, I've not, I've not taken a very scientific approach to this. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, I don't think it's going to harm, though, to be honest. I think, especially uh, weather's turning for winter, you know, I think yeah. you need that boost. And but I, I, I heard you people get like these lights and things, don't they, where they, you know, they get this, was it seasonal affective disorder where they have to have these bright, sad lights, don't they? Yeah, well, like, I've, I've almost considered that sometimes, but I never quite. On my desk, I've actually got um, this thing called a salt rock lamp. Okay, yeah. And then if you can sit over there, it's that kind of like pinky peachy coloured lamp. Okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, what that is, is it's basically a massive lump of salt from the Himalayas. Okay. It's not very expensive. You can buy them for about £15 on Amazon, and it has a light inside it. Yeah. And then it gives it like a nice warm glow. So it kind of makes the room feel better when you've got it on. But it also is it, is it gets rid of negative ionisation. It does some kind of weird ionisation. Okay, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can't remember the exact details, but it's supposed to be like... When you're standing by the sea and you've got the water and you get these like positively charged ions in the air that's supposed okay. to be beneficial to your health, yeah. it kind of gives off that same effect. I've heard that certain plants can do that as well. If you have a plant mm, in your computer and it just... I mean, I didn't really notice when I bought a salt rock lamp. I bought it because it looked nice. <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't buy it for the health benefits. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So um, in the last section then, we're just going to go through a few recommendations. So do you want to do your one first, Kev? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I listened to, obviously... A, 
podcast called Startups for the Rest of Us, and one of the, the hosts is a guy called Rob Walling, and he's written a, a book, it's, it's probably a few years old now, called um, Start Small, Stay Small. Okay. And it's all, it's, I think it's like, it's, it's a developer's guide to um, doing a software business or something like that, it's called. But it's, it's quite an interesting book because it sort of like outlines the process you can go about creating a small software business. Because a lot of the stuff is sort of, you know, the how to build like a massive startup, like if you want to have the next Google or whatever. But this is more like just being realistic. So if you're a, a software developer or an entrepreneur, you could go off and just start a small software business that gives you a really nice lifestyle business. Okay. Um, but it's great. I'd, I'd recommend that, um, especially probably I assume a lot of our audience are developers as well. So I think, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend that you take take a look at that book. So this is specifically looking at a developer who then wants to go and launch a startup. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, but obviously it's for people that don't want to go and get, you know, a large investment and have like something, you know, work 70 hours a week. It's more for people who just want to do a sensible lifestyle sort of software business. I'm actually going to order this. <laughs> You've seen it, yeah. <laughs> I'm loading it up on Amazon now. It sounds really good. Yeah, it's good, yeah. Yeah, it's a few years old now that now. It's probably slightly out of date, but, um, you know, a lot of the tools and things it recommends. Mm. But if, you know, I'm sure a lot of it still applies today, though. Oh, apparently I've already purchased it. If you, okay. <laughs> oh, I've not read it. <laughs> it's sitting it. on my Kindle. You have you, it, but no, 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 you should read it. You, you read purchased it. this on the 1st of May 2012. Okay. Oh. You never read it though. I, yeah. never read <laughs> it. I, never read it. I have, have it. this habit of buying books on Kindle and then yeah, I'm doing that. I've got like a graveyard of books that I've not read, I'm, and I'll have to go and read. I said, oh, one day I'll revisit them, and it's like, like yeah, I know I'm, I'm similar, but oh, I'm happy about that. I've already paid for it. That's oh, I see you get to read it for free then. Yeah. Well, I'm actually going away this weekend with the family, so yeah, I'm, I'm, deli- I'm deliberately not taking a laptop or tablet with me. Yeah, so I must have uh, my Kindle. Okay, yeah, yeah, take it. I mean, uh, it's quite ironic because Rob Walling wrote that book, Start Small, Stay Small, and then obviously he, he built a business called Drip that was then acquired and now is quite a large business. So it's kind of, <laughs> okay. But I, I th- that's not the point. I think it's more the point that is you, you have a business that suits your needs, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, worked for, I've worked for a software startup that went down the traditional, you know, seed funding. Yeah, okay, yeah. Through, yeah. Um, venture capitalist route and... The dynamic of the company just changed so drastically once I had these new people on the board. Yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. I think always the worry when you when you take somebody else's money, they take control, don't they? A little yeah. bit. I think there's always that worry as you lose. You know. Yeah, we want to do that again. Yeah, but I know that Rob. I think Rob sold his business now. Um, but yeah, I think he it's quite a big business now. <laughs> but no, it's, it is it's it's all about that stair step approach. You know, start small and then you build up. You know, and have a business that suits that you, that you can sort of grow that grows with you. Cool. Okay, so my recommendation has absolutely nothing to do with running a business or anything at all. Okay, it, yeah. it's, it's pure retro coolness. Okay, yeah. So when I was when I was younger, you know, I was born in like you know mid to late seventies. So okay. I, I grew up playing um, point and click adventure games. Okay, so, yeah. do you know the sort of games I mean? Like things no. like King's Quest or no. So you got a little character and you walk him around like Monkey Island. Surely you've had Monkey Island. No, no, I'm not. I'm not really into really? board games. No, we'll have but, to play one they're, they're not board games. They're computer games. Oh, computer they're, they're, games. They're called point and click adventures. So you have like a little character on the screen, and you, and you might walk over to a door, and then you click on oh, open, yeah, open yeah, door. Kind of, yeah, oh, I'm thinking like there was some like on the Mega Drive, like you know, like Fantasy Star and stuff like. Do you mean like that? Similar sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're very sort of story-led games. Um, you don't get as many of them these days. Well, there are new ones being released, but there's it's a like, couple like role-playing games. Would you say, or kind of like that? Sort of. It's like you, you, t- you take on the role of a person and you have to basically work your way through this story. Okay, yeah. 
Um, but there's a, a company called Bitmap Books. Um, I've bought lots of their books. I'm a big fan of theirs. And there was a Kickstarter. All, all of their projects start off as Kickstarter. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I've backed um, probably about two-thirds of their projects. Wow. Uh, but there's this one here called The Art of Point-and-Click Adventure Games. And it's this big book. I've got it over here. I'll show you it. Okay, moment. yeah, I'll have a look, yeah. Uh, it's a big, thick hardback book. Lots of pictures and graphics and stuff. Yeah. And it's just a really good trip down memory lane because a large amount of the books in there I've actually <laughs> played as a kid. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I like things like that. I like to have those in the office because every now and again I'll just sit down and pull one of these books out and just yeah, flip through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a bit of a break. Yeah, that's nice to have. Stuff so like it's that, you know it? it's not related to businesses at all. But I mean, I had my Kickstarter copy of the book turn up this week. And yeah. I was like really excited. I did need to somewhere. And I was going to have a game with you at some point. You've got like one of those retro uh, Mega Drives or oh yeah, I've got, Genesis I've got... system things. You know, so it does look quite cool. I've got one as well at home. You okay. Know. The the super the the Super Nintendo one's pretty good. It's like Nintendo yeah, released it a while ago, and it's, it's, you can't put cartridges in it, but it's got like about thirty. Yeah, I want to get that one as it. well. Yeah, yeah. But Sony have just announced they're releasing a um, PlayStation One. You know, the original PlayStation as a retro. Thing. As a retro thing, so I think it's had about twenty games on it. Oh, that'd be cool. Which is yeah. due out in the beginning of December, so I've pre-ordered one. <laughs> yeah, I keep looking at these things. I've I've, I've still got the. Um, the Mega Drive, I've, I've sort of got, I've managed to dig out um, some old cartridges from the garage that have been stored away. Okay. They still work? Or still like, work. Like, oh, sure. brilliant. Certain ones don't like, there's certain ones like J Carton, certain ones don't work, certain cartridges, but sort of 90% of the cartridges I have still work, which oh, is wow. really, really cool. Yeah, so that was my recommendation. It's a book called The Art of Point and Click Adventure Games. The link's in the uh, show notes. But if you're, you know, from growing up during the, the computer era, the 16-bit <laughs> computers, and, and you remember playing these games, this is just like a really nice graphical chronology of these games. There's oh, lots of yeah. interviews with the original creators in there. Yeah. So I, I find stuff like that really. quite... I, f- I find it motivating because there's lots of interviews in the book and they talk about the creative process they went through in building these games. Yeah, it's always interesting to see what see what these people are doing now, isn't it? Mm. You know, like what, you know, or what they've done, you know how their lives have progressed you know great well that's uh, that's another episode done and dusted another one in the can yeah so uh, we'll be back in a few weeks um, we've got some interviews coming up soon okay yeah, uh, which yeah. will be quite cool so I'm going to be interviewing some people at a conference in Holland yeah yeah. so we will uh, be playing those interviews soon we've got some really interesting guests coming up so we shall see you again in a few weeks okay well I'm looking forward to listening to those and I'll see you guys in a, in a few weeks then uh, also, please remember to rate the podcasts and leave some feedback in iTunes or your favourite yeah. podcasting platform. Ben, any five-star reviews. Though. Yeah, only five-star <laughs> reviews. Yeah, everything else will be deleted. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think, should, I think somebody should leave a bad review because then it'll look, make it look more real, I think, you know, if they're all five-star. That's the old bad one. Yeah. Nah, all, no, all five no, stars. No. Okay. okay. <laughs> Great. We'll see you later, everyone. Okay, bye.